Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen, amen, amen. Let's pray while you're standing. And then we will proceed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day, for this time. Lord, we thank you for what we've heard and witnessed on this morning, the testimony of the young people, Lord. Just what you're doing in their lives and how you're letting them know that they are qualified to be used, those that were up here and those that were not. Lord, we thank you, God, because you desire to use each and every one of us as your people. Lord, to magnify you wherever we go, God, to represent you in the earth. Lord, and we ask you, God, to let us hear your word this morning, to stir up the gifts, to stir up the passion, to stir up the desire, Lord, and to overcome the fears. Lord, that the enemy will use to hold us back and to stop us, Lord, from engaging where you want us to engage. Lord, that you may be made known more in our region. So we thank you right now. We praise you, Lord. We thank for those that are here. We thank for the testimonies that we've heard on this morning. We thank you for the praise and worship, God, that we can just lift up your name. Now help us, Lord, to receive from you and give us all that you have for us on this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Amen. Release the children. Hallelujah. Oh, they, they stay in today. I'm, I'm, I receive. Amen. They stay in with us. That's right. This is the fourth Sunday. Glory. It's a good day to be saved. Day to be in the kingdom of God, Amen, and ready to to work, Amen, for Him, Amen. I, I just thank God. It's been a busy week, <laughs> and even my 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 honey was gone. I stayed very busy, Amen. Many things going on, many things trying to to manage between the church and home and otherwise. But you know, it's good to be here. Lord, I just thank God for who he is and what he's doing, amen. And even as I'm sitting there and listening to the testimonies and, you know, that what God did, amen, at the conference and just even, you know, listening to that, our, our dear sister Noah, amen, I just thank God. Because like Pastor Linda said, you know, we went to see her, amen, on the way there. Even when I got the call, it's like, okay, I need to go because, you know, the report don't sound too good. But we need to enter in. You know, and, and that's exactly what we did in faith and believing and continuing to speak life in that, her situation, amen. I said, no, she's going to be all right. She's going to be all right. Amen. As I stood there praying one of the little nurses, she just, she looked at me and said, I've never met anyone, you know, as, what did you say, as peaceful as you are. You know, and, she, and, she, and then Pastor Linda came in and she started saying, you know what, he's so peaceful he could put me to sleep right now. You know, he could. Then she said he could rob me right now, and I wouldn't even know it. I just, no, but she, what she didn't realize was I was just sitting, standing there, you know, and praying, praying in tongues and speaking life and speaking truth, and and we see what God has done, Amen. Because we choose to exercise our faith, Amen, and, and believe God, Amen. And see, God got something special for our sister Noah. I just know that. Glory be to Jesus. But I thank God, amen, that we could be a part of what God is doing in her life, amen, because it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to serve in his kingdom. 
Amen. And then, like you say, I'm listening at the youth, amen. And, I, you know, I didn't even think about the name of the conference, but, you know, they're, they're hitting on some of the very things that we're going to be touching on this morning because as I was preparing and praying throughout the week, okay, God brought, you know, a specific area in my spirit, amen. And it's, it's dealing with us as Christians, you know, and, and who are we and, and, and how are we presenting ourselves? Now, I don't know about y'all. Well, I know about some of y'all, but the rest I don't know. But last week when Pastor Linda spoke, amen, it really blessed me. I mean, and I, and I can't wait to hear more, amen, on that topic about the church. But as I was praying, this area of Christian courage just began to stir in my spirit, amen. And, and where, where, where are the courageous Christians? And, you know, and I know it lasted, you know, October, November, I mean, it was September, October, we did, you know, the the thing with the men, you know, the courageous men. And But I'm talking about even beyond that, you know, because, yeah, we need to be courageous in our homes and with our families and so forth. But I'm talking about being a courageous Christian, amen, just like, you know, as we see it demonstrated in different places. And so we, we just want to, I just want to. Dig into that area a little bit this morning. Is that all right? Amen. To stir up or to provoke, amen, in us who God really wants us to be in every circumstance, in every situation, because we know life is filled with challenges. Amen. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how much word you got in you. Amen. There's going to be challenges that come against you. And how are you going to deal with those challenges? So let's look at Second Timothy. The second chapter. I just want to talk for, to you for a little bit this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Starting at verse number one, it says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit unto faithful men. Who should be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness. As a good soldier. In Jesus of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangles himself. With the affairs of this life. That he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Now that passage of scripture just kind of lays out. Amen. As as. Paul was instructing Timothy as a son and son in the gospel. He's telling him to be strong. And not, if, if there was nothing for him to face, he would have to encourage him to be strong. If, he didn't, if, Paul, if Paul didn't know through his own experiences, amen, that there would be challenges and pressure and things coming against him, amen, and Timothy being a, a, a young man that he's discipling and bringing up, Amen. He's letting him know, be strong because there's things that are going to come. You're going to get hit. Amen. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be temptations. There's going to be trials. But he's telling them to be strong. Amen. But not of yourself. This is one of the keys. Amen. Because a lot of times we depend on ourselves. Amen. And then we become fearful. And that's why I think about even the conference they went through fearless. Amen. I didn't even think about that until they were talking about it this morning. But if we, be, we become fearful, if we're looking for our source of strength to come from the wrong place. But what did he tell him? He said, 
be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Amen? And then he let him know, okay, and the things that thou heard of me among witnesses. In other words, learn from my experiences. Learn from the things that you've heard and you've seen, those that have gone before you, those that have, have verified my struggles, and yet I'm still standing. He said, the same commit unto faithful men who are able to teach others also. And then he said, thou therefore, talking directly to him, endure hardness. How many of us like to endure hardness? Hello? Hardness is going to come, but everybody don't endure. Some folk fall out, faint, quit, give up, turn around. Amen. If we took a poll, amen, I guarantee you we find there's a few people in here who came to Christ and walked away when it got hard, but then you find yourself coming back. Amen. Because we don't want to endure at that point. But there's time when you got to choose to endure the hardness. Amen. And not just in, in Christ, in life. Oh, see, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to stay with my notes here, but you know, some, some, I mean, there's, there's situations and circumstances that will hit us, and we bail. Anybody here ever bailed out of a hard situation rather than enduring it? Come on, oh yeah, it's here, amen. And then later on, you wonder what would have happened if I had just stuck to it. What could I have learned? Where would I have grown? What, you know, what advantage? But see, sometimes it's hard to look back. It's too late to look back. So. But he's telling me to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Again, he's driving the nail home here. Amen. How do you endure? You focus on who you are in Christ, not on yourself or the situation. Amen. You draw strength from without, not from within, because a lot of times we know that we fail ourselves. Isn't that right? And then when we can draw strength from Christ, we should be able to endure situations and circumstances that come against us. And then in the fourth verse, I'm going to read it again. It says, No man that warth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. In other words, you were called to be a soldier. Don't worry about the, what the civilians are doing. Huh? Yeah, but you do what you have been charged or called or commissioned to do Amen, that you might please him that called you. In other words, it might be something you don't want to go through, but you're doing it so you can please him. See, when you shift the focus, you're able to endure a whole lot more. But when the focus is on you and what you can do, and, and you don't have a reason for why am I going through this anyway, you're going through it because you want to please God. Not because it's fun. Anybody ever through something that wasn't fun, but you... you you endured it because you wanted to please God. See, when the purpose is greater than you, you can go through greater than you think you can. Amen? I think about, you know, it's, you know, I won't have mentioned it, but, you know, I think about when I went through SEER training, air, for air crew, and I, you know, and I got to the POW camp, you know, that portion of the training, and they, they put me on the waterboard. And I had heard about the waterboard. You know, but not until they put me on the waterboard did I understand how fearful the waterboard can make you. But yet, because I wanted to please and I wanted to pass the course, 
Come on. I pushed past my fears, and I endured the waterboard. No matter how many times they put that big old heavy white towel on my face and poured that bucket of water on it to the point where I thought I was going to drown, I would not give up any information. <laughs> because I, I had something bigger than me that was just, you know, you know, but no, my focus was on something larger, and because of that, I endured the waterboard to the point where they took me off the board, and the instructor took me aside and said, you, you don't have to go through all that. You can tell them something off the record. And I said, no. Why? And see, we can, when we shift the focus off of ourselves to something greater, we can endure more. Amen? So I'm telling them this morning, shift the focus off of you. Shift the focus off of other people. And set the focus on Christ, amen, and you will be able to endure whatever this life brings at you because you want to live a life that pleases him. Amen. But it's going to take what? Courage in order to do that. Amen. And not courage that you conjure up from within yourself. Amen. And these days, amen, it's not easy to find, to really find courageous people. People are giving in to anything. And then when you come into the church, you still have a challenge finding courageous Christians who will stand, amen, and endure, amen, and dare to be able to lead. You know, it takes courage to lead people. Hello. I don't care. I'm not just talking about as the pastor. To be a leader, period. It takes courage. Amen. In, in, in the church or in the world. Because why? When you're a leader, you know, you're open to everybody's pot shots. Amen. I, I remember being in the military, amen, and, and thinking about some of the leaders that we had and some of the conversations we had about the leaders. I know I'm not by myself up in here. Uh, in, the, in the absence, amen, that leader was shredded by many people. Amen? But yet, they still had to lead. And, and most leaders are aware enough to know that, you know what, everybody don't like me. Amen. But yet you got to still step forward. I mean, you still got to do what you got to do. Why? Because even though they don't like you, they don't know everything you know. Amen. And they're not carrying the load and the responsibility you're carrying. And they're not answering to who you have to answer to. Amen. So therefore, it takes courage to stand in that place. Amen. And be the leader that God has called you to be. I don't care whether it's leading your home. Huh? See, no matter what it is, amen, it takes courage to really lead in the right way. Amen, because, yeah, you, you can bow down and you can roll over and you can become friends with everybody and, you know, we, we can do the, a group thing. But, no, that's not how it works. You know, you try to be everybody's buddy. Sometimes I tell parents, stop trying to be their friend and be their parent. Oh, no, they don't respect me. Well, you know. You know, so it, it takes a place to, 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 to make up your mind that you're going to be that kind of person. We're living in a time, man, where we need to see more courageous Christians. Man, when, when we see our, our morality of our nation going down more and more and more, and you see too many people in Christendom coming alongside with, well, yeah, we should all be able to get along. No, I mean, if it's not right, we need to have the courage to say, that's not right. The courage to say, that's against the word of God. Amen. Even when they talk about, well, you're going to throw you in jail. Well, lock me up. Amen. Because God's word is going to be true. Amen. We got to make up our mind that we're going to stand. You know, 
Let's think about it. As, as Paul was writing unto Timothy, he's telling him to be strong. He's telling him, in other words, he's telling him to be courageous in this situation that we're facing. Amen. Look, look. Courage is the ability and willingness to confront fear, pain, danger, uncertainty, intimidation, or difficulty. Being willing to face it. It's not because you don't know it's there. It's because you know it's there. And you're still willing to face it, amen. Even when things seem uncertain, you don't know what the outcome's going to be, you still got the courage to stand. Hallelujah. There's two different kinds of courage, amen, that we deal with. Physical courage, amen, is facing that, that physical pain, amen, the hardness, or even facing death or the threat of death. Amen. You know, and then we, we look at moral courage. The ability to act rightly in the face of popular opposition, shame, scandal, and discouragement. Amen. Having the courage, amen, even when things are coming against you mentally, amen, not just physically, to be ready to stand, ready to go forth. Some well-known people said some interesting things about courage. Man, Ernest Hemingway, famous American author and journalist who won the Nobel Prize for in literary, I mean, literature, he said this, courage is defined as grace under pressure. I mean, it's a graceful under pressure. Huh? So yet you're going to do the right thing. Or anybody heard of Winston Churchill? A British prime minister, a man in the 40s and 50s. He also won the Nobel Prize in literature. And he stated this, courage is rightly esteeming the first human quality because it is the quality that guarantees all others. Whereas if you don't have courage, you ain't going to stand on nothing else. The other qualities. And then there's this famous one my, my wife. I know my wife loved her. Amen. She just passed away this past May. That's Maya Angelou. Amen. Some of y'all are familiar with Maya Angelou. She's got quite a repertoire a man of accomplishments, and you know, just as I was, I was doing some research on her and found out something I did not know. Is well, I found out quite a few things I did not know about Maya Angelou. Amen. But she was awarded over fifty honorary degrees. That and so you wonder who was being honored. Her, or the institutions that were <laughs> giving her the degree. You know, I mean, she she was an amazing speaker, writer, poet, performer. Amen. All the things that she did. But she stated this. Amen. In her 86 years of life, this is what she said concerning courage. Courage is the most important of the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. Amen. Sometimes it takes courage to love. Huh? If you don't have the courage, amen, your love won't be consistent. And we'll be up and down. We'll be all over the place, amen. And even the military has learned to honor people, you know, because of their courage. Amen. And, and one of the highest honors that you can receive in the military is the, the Medal of Honor because of courageous acts, selfless acts. That goes what? Beyond yourself. Because we step out courageously under fire, you know, and in the face of our enemy. See, courage don't show up when everything is good. 
Courage don't show up when everything is going your way. We like everything to be good, and we we like everything to go our way. But when that that's happening, we don't we don't need to be courageous at that time. Amen. But it's when when the pressure is on, when the difficulty is facing you, when the threat and the challenge is coming at you. Amen. Is when courage has to show up. You got any courage, courageous people in here? Think of the times, Amen, that you failed to be courageous. I think about times, Amen. You know. When you know, I, I think about my favorite scripture in Psalms, amen. It says, he the man that swears to his own hurt and changes not. Amen. It takes courage not to change when you know that it's going to cost you something. Amen. You got to have the courage to, to let your word be true, amen, and stand on that word. And God is calling us, amen, when we go into our different places, amen, of, of work or in the marketplace, amen, to be ready to stand up. See, it took courage for them young people to, to walk up. Amen, and and share the gospel when it's outside of their character. But we still say, you got to look at, I'm doing this for a bigger purpose and a bigger cause, amen. We make up our mind, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to be the child of God that he wants me to be. Why? Because the enemy wants to shut us down, amen. He wants to stop us, amen, from, from moving forward. Amen. But courage has got to be balanced. See, see, it's, it's, I was looking at Aristotle in his writing said something about courage. He said one of its vices is the shortage. The shortage of courage is what? Cowardice. You don't have enough courage, you turn into a coward and you run. You cut tail and you run. You give up. You break down. You quit. And then the other vice that comes against courage is excess. Then you become reckless, amen, in the things that you do, saying you're being courageous when you're just being reckless. We don't want to be in either one of those those areas, amen, but we want to be right in the right area, amen, and moving as the Holy Spirit leads us and moving as God has directed us, amen, and representing him like he deserves to be represented. See, we don't serve a foolish God, and we don't serve a God that's cowardly. Amen. We serve a God that is loving and anointed. Amen. And he wants to use us in a mighty, powerful way. True courage. Now think about some of these thoughts. Amen. Because courage will cause people to head towards pain in some circumstances. Amen. Not say, oh, that's going to hurt. That's going to cost me. So I'm backing down or I'm backing away. I'm uncomfortable. I don't No, No, courage says, you know what? I'm going to do what's right even when it's hard. Amen. Sometimes, you know, courage says, I'm going to hold my peace when it be easy to tell somebody a piece of my mind. Huh? Hello? The courage is not motivated out of fear of future circumstances. So that's, 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 you know, what, what do you mean, Pastor David? That's like you can't say a child is courageous. When the father says, either you go and beat up the bully on the playground because he hits you, or you're going to have to face me. See, that boy is still motivated by fear and not courage. So he said, I'd rather go and get beat up by the bully again than face dad. See, that's not being courageous. That's being obedient out of fear. You see, so we got to recognize what is true courage. Where does true courage show up? Courage is not, you know, present in times of overconfidence. 
You know, it don't take courage to step into a cage with a bunny rabbit. It takes courage to step into a cage with a lion. Sometimes we're, we, we're confident, amen, and, and we, we want to act like we're being courageous, but that's not courageous. Courage is not represented, amen, when you don't have a full grip of the situation and you foolishly rush in. Recklessly rush in. Why? Because another example. You know, no, I mean, I'm not going to talk about nobody. But you know, sometimes how people will talk mad trash, huh? You know, they talking like they're going they're going to tear, tear tear your head off, you know. And 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 then next thing they know, the person pulls out a pistol, and their courage is gone. See, they didn't know understand the full gravity of the situation. That's like somebody, you know, I thought about it, that's like somebody, you know, getting in Cowie's face. Stand up, Cowie. She's not very tall, you know. <laughs> see, see, I mean, she's not very, doesn't have a very imposing presence, you know. And then you look at little Carissa, her little daughter, they're little. So, you know, someone can get in her face and, you know, be going off and then, you know, don't let Nick show up. She might say, I'm going to go get my husband. They think, well, she's small and her child is small, so he can't be very big. Go get your husband. You know, you can sit down. But then any of us who knows Nick, if he shows up, their courage might, because they really don't know the gravity of the situation. Huh? See, sometimes it's not being courageous when we're being foolish. When we're dealing with something uninformed. But when courage shows up, it's because we understand the uncertainty of the gravity of the situation. We know that it could cost me my life. We know that it could cause great pain and despair. We know this situation could set me back. But I'm still going to do the right thing. I'm still going to stand in the face of this situation even though I don't know how it's going to work out, but God said go. God said do it. And my flesh is saying I don't see it. It don't make sense to me. I'm already going through, but yet I'm going to take the courage to stand. You've prayed about it and you've assessed it and you've looked at it, and yet say yet I'm going to be courageous enough to stand in this situation. I'm going to, I'm going to be the light. See, when you go on your job, I, I may mention a few weeks ago, when you're going to, it, it takes courage these days to live as a Christian. It's easy to be quiet and to fit in and not to say nothing and, you know, it's, it's, you know just, just to kind of blend in. Even when the, the Holy Spirit can be nudging you sometimes, you need to say something. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you need to. Dismiss yourself from this situation. But if I leave, they're going to, where are you going? You know, I think about my years in the military. And a lot of times, you know, in the military, all kinds of stuff happens. You know, and individuals will come and they want to tell you all kinds of jokes. Hello. And so I got to the point, amen, I said, you know, I'm tired of hearing all these crazy jokes. You know, so individuals will come to me and say, have you? I say, you know what? If there's if there's any truth to it, is any if you know if there's any if there's no truth in it, you know, and if it's not something I need to hear, I don't want to hear it. I just tell them straight to their face. I don't want to hear it. 
and, and dismissed by see, but you gotta you ta- gotta take courage. It's easy to say, okay, I'll listen, but you know, I'm I'm really not listening, but you know, I'm listening, but I'm not. No, make your stand, huh? Be set apart. Be the different one. It takes, you know, I think about the passages in the words that, you know, we are called to be what? Peculiar people. Uh, what's, what's peculiar about you amongst your acquaintances? Is there anything peculiar? Would they, would they see you as peculiar because of your Christian stand? You just begin to wonder about that one. Let's take a look at one of our brothers in the Old Testament. Go to Joshua. Hallelujah. Joshua 1 and 1. Y'all know where I'm going. Huh? The instruction that he received from the Lord after Moses had died. Amen? And Joshua was sitting there mourning and having a having a problem. First verse says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. It was all right as long as he was serving Moses and ministering to Moses, but now the Lord is speaking directly to him. Saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I have, which I do give to them. Even to the children of Israel, he said, Moses is dead. It's time for you to rise up and lead these people over. Amen. Which I've given unto them. And third verse says, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. As I said unto Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. He said, all this is yours. You just got to go over there and take it. Just just go. He said, it's going to be yours. Wherever your, wherever your foot treads, Christian, God has given you the territory. Amen. To be his representatives. Amen. To, to be his light. Amen. To be in him. He said, therefore, I mean, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Don't, wouldn't you love God to tell you that personally? Yes. Hello? And he told his disciples, amen. They passed me. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. He said, I'll be with you all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now look what he said. Be strong and of good courage. Uh oh. He said, Be strong. Now, why? Now he gave him everything that he needed. And he said, I'm gonna be with you. I won't fail you. I won't forsake you. So Different from that father that said, you're going to beat up the bully, I'm going to beat you. God is telling us to be strong and courageous. He said, I'm going to be with you. Amen. And I won't leave you. And I won't forsake you. So we should be able to take solace and we should be able to take confidence in the fact that, you know what? I should be able to be courageous because God himself said he's going to be with me. I'm his child. 
I should be able to face anything. He said, no man, what did he say, shall be able to stand against you. He said, be strong and of good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Then he tells him again, only be thou strong and what? Very courageous. Not just courageous, but very courageous. In other words, you're going to face some very difficult, difficult obstacles and challenges, but be very courageous in order to overcome them, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Now look what he said. That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. See, if we walk courageously in the things of God, I believe that God will do the same thing in our lives. That we, he will prosper us in every relationship, in every situation, every circumstance, if we would just courageously Follow him in his word. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt, thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, see, where's the focus got to be? Not on you, not on what everybody else is doing, not on what's happening in your life, but he said, focus on my word. Uh, keep your, your heart and your mind set on that, amen, and, and don't deviate from it. Because then he said, for then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Now, who's making our way prosperous? Did y'all miss something? Huh? I mean, let me read that again. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou, talking about who? You. Shall meditate therein day and night, and thou, talking about who? Mayest observe to do according to all that is therein, and then thou, who? Shall make whose way? Thy way prosperous, and then thou shall have, see, if we do what God told us to do, amen, we will make our way prosperous. We will have good success. In other words, God said, you got some responsibility in this. I'm not just going to come in and do it all for you. If you just follow the instructions I've given you, if you walk out what I've told you, if you follow my word, you will make your way prosperous in this world. You will have good success in this world, but you got to have enough courage to follow what his word tells you to do. We can't bow down. We can't do it the world's way and expect, amen, that we're going to be successful. Amen. We can't do it the world's way and expect God's hand of blessing to be on it. But if we do it his way, it's already blessed. If we do it his way, he's already let us know he's with us. He's the one that's making the way. Look what he said. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now, if he could be that strong in encouraging Joshua, and then after that he went to the lengths that he did to send Jesus Christ, 
And even after Christ died on the cross and gave them instruction to go into the hedges and highways and do all these things, and he, he gave them instruction, amen, to make disciples of men. He said, Lord, I'll be with you always to the ends of the earth. And then we get into the book of Acts, amen, when we find out that, you know, he had told them, go and wait till you be endued with the power from on high. And he let them know, amen, that it's, it's expedient that he be gone, that he would die so the Holy Spirit might come, that he not just be with us, but what? In us. Now, he said, he told Joshua, I'm going to be with you. But the New Testament church, he told us, I'm going to be in you. Now, if we know we got God in us, why can't we be courageous enough to stand against the things that come against us? If God be for you, who can be against you? We should be the most courageous people on the planet. Ready to face every circumstance and every obstacle, amen, with understanding and with clarity. And again, not being cowardly and not being, you know, over excessively overconfident in what we can do, but putting our confidence and our trust in God and God alone. Not focusing on everything that come against you because you don't have time to do that. Let me say it again. You don't have time to focus on everything that comes against you. Because if we spend time thinking about everything that hits us, everything that comes against us, when are we going to have time to focus on the things that God wants for us to do? Because how many of us know there's always going to be something coming against you, especially as a child of God? There's always going to be some pressure. There's always going to be some challenge. There's always going to be temptation. Why? Because you have an enemy, and he does not want any one of us to succeed. He does not want any one of us. You know, as long as you were living for the devil, he didn't have to bother you. You know, it's not nearly as challenging, but then when you choose, I'm going to live for Christ, that's when he opens up the gates to come against you. But that's okay. Because he told Peter, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Notice, he didn't say they won't, even, they won't be open. But he said they won't prevail. In other words, they won't win. Huh? As long as you stand and you be courageous enough to face the situation, face the circumstances, amen, that's coming against you. Yourself. Don't be dismayed. Huh? For the Lord thy God is with you. Christian courage does not come from the worldly virtues that we have. Yeah, we all have certain virtues that in humanity that, you know, bring about moral good. You know, what many of us, some of us probably know morally good people who don't even live for God. Amen? Some of y'all were probably some of them. You know, but when you came to Christ, you found out that there's more. Uh, amen? That's, I mean, that's not to say, man, that that's all I need is just to follow, you know, human or carnal virtues. But there's some virtues, amen, that, you know, when we step into Christ, it, it takes it to a whole other level. There's more. Amen? And when we live according to those virtues, which I'm about to touch on here, you know, now it takes us to a whole nother level and everything else lines up. But we got to have the courage of God, even in these areas, to be able to function and to operate. It's important that we, we grab hold of, of who we are in God. Amen? 
the enemy wants you to think, hey, amen, you, you can't do it. You're too weak. Hey, amen, you done failed once or twice, so might as well, you know, throw in the towel. But no, uh-uh. Rise up, child of God. Take courage, child of God. Amen? And let's walk in this thing. But the, so, so what do we look at? Amen. The different types of, of, of virtue, amen. But when we look at the true spiritual virtues, you'll probably be surprised that that where it really lands at, where it really comes from. Because those virtues, there's three, amen, but they need courage in order to function properly. We need courage, amen. And it really comes down to love, faith, and hope. Think about that for a second. When we look at Christ, amen, oftentimes, amen, we, we look at, go, go with me to, Corinthians, the 13th chapter. We like to use this passage of scripture dealing with marital relationships. You know, and we'll read it during weddings and we'll look at it as relational. But when, when Paul was speaking here, he was speaking more than just about relational relationships. I mean, he was, he was speaking, amen, dealing with our Christian character as a whole. And the virtues that come from this area of our walk with him, with Christ. Amen. But look at the 13th chapter. And I just want to read, starting at verse number 11. It says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. In other words, things had to shift. Things had to change. Amen? Now, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. Amen? What is this then he's talking about? That's that getting into relationship with God. And now, then he says, and now abideth faith, hope, Charity. These three, and the greatest of these is charity, which would be love. So these things, these, these are the things that, and when you reread the whole chapter, it lets you know love. If we operated in love, a whole lot of things wouldn't happen in our lives. Amen. But I don't have time to go back over through the whole chapter here. But when you, when you insert love in every situation and circumstance, amen, it takes the focus off of who? You. Amen. And we begin to represent Christ like he needs to be represented. So we, we understand, amen, as we walk in God, he is there to encourage us. He is there to build us. He is there to strengthen us, amen, by his word. And faith, hope, and love, amen. Now think about when he spoke these words, to, those words to Joshua. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and very courageous. Where did Joshua, Joshua had to take enough, have enough courage to exercise his faith in what God was saying. Amen. It came out of the, the relationship, amen, that he had with God, amen, that, why he even served Moses. Because he loved God. See, the love and the faith, now, I don't know what's going to happen, but you said go over this Jordan. I have faith that you're going to be with me, and I hope it's going to work out. 
You ever been in that place where you got faith, but you're still not sure? Hello? If, you do, if, you, if you've ever been there, you're in good company. Amen. Because although we have faith, we don't know what the outcome is going to be altogether. We don't know. I mean, we, we might know God said, I'm going to fix it. And we believe that and we trust that and we stand on that. But we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. We don't know exactly how he's going to do it. But we just got to trust him that he's going to do it. And we look at situations, it, it takes courage to go through what you don't know. Uh, with the stand, amen, when it, when it seems difficult and, and you don't have the answer, but you're stepping out anyway because God said to. You're standing in that place because God said to. That can be a challenge because we like to know the answers. We like to know exactly what's going to happen. Where the money going to come from if it requires money? What the response is going to be? A lot of times we don't go to people because we don't know what the response is going to be. You know, we, 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 we like to have all the answers before we enter into a situation. Isn't that right? I mean, we like to have it mapped out. You know, you're going on vacation. Well, we got it all mapped out. We, got, we know how much it's going to be. We already got reservations here. We got, you know, you, you all, but, you know, you just strike out and go. How many of y'all would like to just do it like that, just, just spontaneously, just go? That that can be the most adventurous, huh? But and, and guarantee you, it will be an adventure too, huh? But see, we we like to have things that lay up. But see, it don't work like that in the Christian life. We we can't have the answer because we don't know what tomorrow holds. You know, you know the you know <laughs> we we can make all the plans we want, and sometimes our plans make God laugh. Like, oh, yeah, let me show you. You know why? Because it's not going to go like we want always. I mean, how many times have you planned something out to, to, to you know, to the T just to find out that it didn't work? Huh? But God still got you through it. You still made the way. You still ended up calling on him. Huh? Because why? He's greater. He already knows the answer. Amen? So we look, look, look what it says in Isaiah 54. <clears throat> Amen. See, when, when we put away childish things and we become a man and we begin to dig into God's word, amen, then we begin to, you know, we begin to call on passages such as this, amen, that, that encourage us. Amen. 54 and 17 says, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. So although it's coming against me, he said, it didn't say it would not be formed. He said, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against me, the, in other words, yes, it's coming. It didn't say that might rise again. No, that shall. In other words, Christian, people are going to talk about you. Amen. They're going to say things. They're going to lie on you. They're going to say things again. They're going to say they don't like you. Okay, that's all right. But he said, that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Hello. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousnesses of me, saith the Lord. See, he said, it's not even your righteousness. You're just being obedient. You're just being courageous. You're just facing the obstacle, facing the situation, facing the circumstance. Why? 
and trusting because of faith, amen, that God is already working on your side. We're believing him. We're trusting him. We're not trusting in ourselves because you know, I don't know about y'all, but there's times that I have failed me. Hello. That's, 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 a, that's a hard lesson to learn, amen. So, no, I need to trust God. Amen. So we come to a place, amen, and say, Lord, trouble going to come in this life. Just tell somebody, trouble going to come. Huh? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, just because you gave your life to the Lord and you came to the altar one day and you said, Lord, I surrender all and I love you and I receive your love, that there ain't going to be no more trouble, there ain't going to be no struggles, there ain't going to be no stress, there ain't going to be no, no, no disappointments, no trials. No, 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 no. No, no, anybody that teaches you that, they're telling you something wrong. Huh? It's going to come. As long as we are occupying in this flesh and we're living in a fallen world, amen, things are going to come against you, Christian. Amen. But look look what the apostle St. Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. See, these, these, these things we can, we can use to encourage ourselves sometimes. Hallelujah. Thought of the eighth verse said, We are troubled on every side. Huh? Where? where? That's left, right, front, back, up, down. Huh? Oblique. I don't know what he said, every side. Huh? But yet, but look what he says. Yet not distressed. Hello. I like this passage. He said, We are perplexed. In other words, we don't understand everything. This is a perplexing situation. But he said, but not in despair. Huh? Persecuted, but not forsaken. In other words, we might be going through something, but God has not forsaken us. Oh, he cast down. It's all right. We're going to rise again. as the Seahawks. But not destroyed. Did I say that? What version is that? <laughs> but see, but see, y'all gotta understand. Even that, you know, I, I'm trying not to go even, even go there. But one thing I learned: watch not just that game, but many games. You gotta fight till the end. You don't give up because of what it looks like. You don't walk out. Because of what it looks like. People walked out of there in the last five minutes, and the last four minutes it all turned around. Huh? Was you talking about the lady? The woman, at, the woman at the game had her arrangements, airline tickets, and hotel paid for to go to the Super Bowl down in Arizona. Got halfway through the fourth quarter, called and canceled everything. You talk about giving up when you're about to have victory, giving up when things are about to turn complete. So how many times have we in our own life circumstances and situations got down to the last minute, huh? And it looked like there wasn't no way it was going to turn around, huh? See, it, it takes courage to stand at that minute. It takes courage to stand when he said, it's time to bail. No, we're about to pull this one out. 
Why? Because hey, you don't know the answer. You don't know what God's fitting to do. All you know is you're, 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 you're living according to your senses and what you see or what you feel rather than staying the course until the last bell. You got to stay the course. Amen. And the same thing in life all the way around. Do not give up. This situation is just set up to make you come out. To, to, to cause you to rise, and you just got to make, you know what, I can quit now, but I'll miss the glory. You don't want to miss the glory. Huh? Amen. What is it? The deeper the pit, the greater the glory. But some of us don't want to get in the pit. Uh, so you just got to make it, I, I'm not going to see, this is what I'm talking about. We got to be courageous Christians Amen. When when it looked like that relationship's about to fail, when it looked like that marriage ain't gonna work no more, just hold on. God say, I know. Believe him. Amen. I was just thinking again about Noah. Now the doctors were about ready to count her out. And this ain't the first time, Noah. I remember the last time I went to Bellingham and the blood pressure was crashing, and I went in the room. The doctor looked at me like. It was over then, but it was wrong, wasn't it? Huh? Because we prayed, and we didn't give up. We didn't lose faith. We can't keep our blood pressure up enough. We can't get it up enough. But God. Huh? See, we, we got to have the courage to pray in the face of adversity. The courage to stand no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what everybody else is saying about you or about the situation. Have courage. Be strong and very courageous. We just got to believe God. Got to believe God. Think about Lazarus. Huh? Hello. He died. Huh? And, and the, thing, the thing about that story is Jesus let him die. They, they contact him in enough time for him to get there, but he stayed another four days. He ain't dead yet? I ain't going. Huh? Situation ain't right yet. Huh? Huh? I ain't going. So sometimes he, he'll wait till the situation look completely dead. And then he can rest. That's why that's when he gets the greater glory. It's not when things are easy. Oh, anybody could have done that. Oh, it wasn't going to get that bad anyway. No, we're going to let it get as bad as it possibly can get. And you know it wasn't nobody but God that brought them little people out. Huh? Well, don't, don't, don't get me started. You got to stand when you don't want to stand. You got to believe when you feel like doubt. You got to have your mind made up that, you know what, this is where, that's what I'm saying. It, it takes courage when you can see what it really looks like and say, I'm still going to stand. I'm not standing because I'm foolish because I really don't know what I'm facing. No, you're standing because you know what you're facing. But you know your God is greater than what you're facing. He's greater than the situation that's coming against. He's greater than them feelings. He's greater than all these things that are trying to tell you to throw in the towel and to give up. No, we got to have a made-up mind, people. We got to say, no, uh-uh. Where are the courageous Christians? Amen. That's ready to stand up, amen, when everything like, looks like it's going down. Ready to be who God has called you to be. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to be like David. Look at Samuel, First Samuel. 
30 and 6. Amen. Even the people that was with him were mad. They was ready to kill him. Huh? You talk about bad. But the sixth verse here, and David was greatly distressed. I mean, he was distressed enough by himself. He cried until he couldn't cry no more because he lost all his family, lost all their stuff, and they blame, and the men blaming him. And they're ready to look what it said. For the people spake of stoning him because the souls of all the people was grieved, every man of his sons and his daughters. But David did what? Huh? Hello. Everybody mad. They, they, they're ready to kill you. You the leader. And you caused us to lose our sons, our daughters, our wives, our stuff. We want to kill you too. But David had to step back and say, oh, it looked bad. But he had to encourage himself. But he didn't reach into himself to encourage himself. Say he encouraged himself in the Lord. Huh? He had to reach to a source. He had to put a focus on something bigger than him. Amen. Then it goes on to say, and he prayed and asked the Lord, what shall I do? Because if I, if I go to them, they're just going to stone me. They're already through with me. But he said, I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask God, what should I do? Shall I pursue? And the Lord said, yes. Just like he told Joshua, I'm going to be with you. Huh? He said, pursue. Overtake and recover all. And what did he do? He did exactly what God said do. Amen. In the face of complete loss of everything. Why? But it took courage to stand. Now, you don't lost everything. You still got to go through these same men that's ready to kill you and say God said for us to go after them. You say, we're not going to follow you no more. No, no, no. See, he had to take courage to continue to be the leader, although everybody was hurt. Everybody, everybody was upset with him. He had to take the courage to continue to go forward and do what God told him to do. Sometimes we, we just got, we just got to gird up the loins of our mind and say it looked bad, but I'm going anyway. Uh, I'm tired, I'm sick, or whatever the case might be, but yet I'm gonna take courage because I know God is my God, and I'm not gonna turn to the left nor to the right. I'm gonna stand on what He said. Amen. Because why? I recognize that I'm only here to be his representative. You're only here to represent him. You're only here to bring glory to his name. Amen. So on your job, in your home, as you go to and fro, be courageous enough to stand for God, to stand for what's right, to speak the truth, even though people might reject you. That's okay. They rejected Jesus. But that didn't do him much good, did it? It didn't stop him, and it shouldn't stop us. We got to be ready to stand. Not wimps folding and giving up and quitting, you know, holding our peace and being afraid somebody's going to speak against us or, or not like us. I mean, let me let you in on a secret. If you're a Christian, they really don't like you anyway. Not if you're an authentic Christian, amen. Why? Because you share a, a life on their darkness. You make them uncomfortable. And you should make them uncomfortable because we want them to be uncomfortable enough to come to Christ. We want to be a light to draw them out of the darkness. But if they don't see the light shining, where are they going to go? To whom they're going to turn if they can't see, okay, God has put some salt in this part of my pot where I'm at. 
so that I can be drawn to him. We have got to be the light. We have got to be willing and courageous enough to stand knowing that there's going to be persecution, knowing that there's going to be tests, knowing that there's going to be trials, but yet I'm going to stand because he's with me. Time out for being weak. You know the other word they used to use? Time out for being jelly-back Christian. You need some backbone, ready to stand, ready to say, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I'm a servant of Christ. Yes, I go to church. Yes, I love the Lord. We got to be ready to be that kind of person. You know, in, in today's society, oftentimes people think it's, it's weak to be a Christian. You need something to lean on. You know what? I say, you showing sure the right. I'm leaning on the one that made it all. Huh? And then you, you turn around and ask them, what you leaning on? Huh? It does not compare. You got to be ready to stand, y'all. Calling on that name. One more passage I want to share with you. Amen. Psalms 27 and 14. They wait on the Lord. What did it say? Notice it didn't say how long, did it? No? It didn't say how long you got to wait, but he said just wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Don't get in no hurry. Don't, don't, don't bail out like the folks did. Then they wish they had stayed in the stadium and saw the real game. Don't bail out. Telling David to say, we, we, need, we need to preach the fourth quarter. Huh? Hallelujah. Because in the fourth quarter of the fourth quarter is when the real game was played. None of the rest of it matters. So you might you might go through hell as they say, but when it comes down to the wire, where you gonna be found standing? Who you gonna be found? See, it, it, it just it just baffles my mind. You know, some people tell you, well, it don't take all that. I am not the person, and neither should you be, that wants to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. And, and have him say something like, you almost made it. Huh? You almost made it, Morgan. No. You almost made it, Cowie. Just one, just if you just held on just a little bit longer. If, if you'd have just stepped out a little bit further. If you just believe me a little bit more, no, I want to be the one that has abundance, that and more. If it take, if that's all it takes, I want, I want to, I want, I want to do that and more. Huh? Like, like David, you know, when he was dancing out his clothes, and Michelle was upset. You make a fool of yourself. He said, "I'll do this and more." Huh? And we got to have our minds made up that, you know what, I'm not going to do just enough 
just enough. Because, oh goodness, how do you know what that is? Huh? How do you know where to draw the line and, you know, I've done enough? I don't know where that line is. I, I ain't found no line yet. Because why? He wants us to give him all. When, when, you, when you gave your life to Christ, what did that really mean? My Sundays? And maybe, maybe Wednesdays? You know, or I'll give him 10 minutes of prayer each day. Or, you know, for each one of us, you got to stop and think about what does it mean when you say, I, I, I gave my life to Christ? Does that mean you came to the altar and expecting Christ to be the, your concierge for the rest of your days here? To, to, to make a way for you and open doors for you and, you know, make your appointments and bless you? And, or did you say, Lord, I give my life to you to serve you? you know, often, all, too, all too often we come to get our needs met instead of saying, Lord, what can I do for you? How can I serve you? How can I be a servant for you? in this world not just where can i serve in the church you are the church so where can we serve him as the church we're talking about evangelism amen and, and that's another area amen i ain't got time to dig into it this morning but that's another area that we are big cowards all too often because we're afraid of the response but as we heard this morning people want you to talk to them they want to, they want to, and see, oh, let me stop. It takes courage to push past your comfort zone. That's that's not who I am. I mean, I, I, I just live the life in front of them. Well, how do they know you're living the life in front of them? You don't want to say nothing. You just might be one of those morally good people. We need to offer them Christ. We need to speak of him who we love. You know, you get in a conversation with somebody, they're going to talk about what they love sooner or later. You know, if your conversation is all about your car or your computer or your gadgets, or there's be some Christ in there somewhere. And we got to be courageous enough to allow him to be a part of our conversation, to want him to be a part of our conversation, that others might be drawn to him. See, that's why he said in his word, let's stand. But he said in his word, he said, if I be lifted up, think about that. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So we ask ourselves the question, how am I, how are you lifting him up in your life? So that others can be drawn unto him through your life. We got to be ready to lift him up, but it takes courage. To stand and courage to be who God is calling us to be. So if you're here this morning and you have not accepted him, I invite you to come this morning. Hallelujah. So I'm going to pray for everybody. But I invite you to come, make that commitment, a, a recommitment unto God. Second call is if you're here and you don't have a church home and you want to be a part of living faith, I invite you to come. To get connected, so you can be planted in the house of the Lord, ready to grow.
ready to work together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for these young people. Amen. Victorious. Good to see you, man. You want to recommit your life? Amen. You want to recommit his life to God? Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody else? Make that recommitment. Come on, brother. Hallelujah. Bless you. you make a recommitment as well. Amen. Your name? James. Amen. Thank God for James. Amen. Stay with you. Amen. That recommitment. Let's give God a hand. Hallelujah. I want to get in on this too. Amen. Y'all can reach your hands toward James and Victorious. Amen. As they've come to make this recommitment, we stand with them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for these young men, God. Lord, you say you call the young men because they're strong. Lord, and we just lift them up before you right now, God, because they've allowed you, Lord, to move in their hearts, God. And as they recommit their lives unto you, Lord, we know that you have already know their heart, God. You discern all the thoughts and the intents of their heart. Lord, so you've already met them where they are. We just touch and agree with them right now. We come alongside with them, Lord, that we might walk together, grow together, and encourage them, Lord, as we take courage in you. Lord, we just bless them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, they belong to you. They are part of your church and your kingdom, God. Lord, and we thank you, God, for their coming forth, taking the courage to stand, the courage to walk forward, the courage to be seen as a child of God. We just bless them and we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Y'all got plugged into a church anywhere? Let's lift our hands before God. Amen. I just want to pray, amen, as we stand in the presence of God. Not making it about anybody else. But as I pray, say, make it about yourself. You, how you stand for him. How you represent him. And that he would Cause us to be us to be more courageous for him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we call upon you right now, Lord. We come humble, knowing, God, that without you, we can't do anything. We fall short. Lord, we become distracted by the affairs and the cares of this life. Even as we read in this, we can be entangled with those affairs and those cares. But, Lord, we come this morning, and I pray Lord, that you would cause us, Lord, to set our hearts more and more upon you. Our focus more and more upon you, God. Let us be courageous enough to represent you in every area of our lives. Everywhere we go, every conversation, every relationship. Lord, even every thought, we have the courage to cast down those things that are not like you. To say, no, that's not who I am. I'm a child of God. The courage to fight a good fight of faith. To stand when things seem difficult. When things are uncertain. When things are even unfair. 
in our own estimation, God, we yet want to be able to have the courage to love, the courage to forgive, the courage, hallelujah, to uplift others, the courage to lift you up in every circumstance. Stir our hearts, Lord. Let us not be narrowly focused on this world or this life, but cause our focus to be broadened on your kingdom that we can have the courage to represent you in every opportunity that you give us, in every situation that you give us. Humble us, Lord, that you might be lifted up. Hallelujah. We need you. We need you, Lord, because we said that we gave our lives to you. And God, we're saying, use our lives for your glory. Move us out the way that you can be represented. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.